0: facebook and youtube at untitled wrestling podcast twitter twitch and discord at untitled rest pod hello everybody welcome to another episode of the untitled wrestling podcast it is tuesday you know what that means it is me your boy big tasty as always joined by jay how's it going
1: i'm good i'm good just uh, watching wrestling twitter burn down it's fucking great it's been a
0: we'll get into it this week but it's been it's been weirdly spicy hasn't it. Um it's been 24
1: hours to say the least.
0: like, not an awful what's happened it's it's been a whole lot of nothing out of nothing and like yeah. everyone's just gotten really angry for apparently no reason.
1: Yeah, stupid flippy boys. <clears throat> stupid sexy flippy boys.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh right. Um I suppose we best get we've got a lot of talk about because there was a whole premium live event in the past 7 days. So yeah, we need totally. to we need to squeeze that into our already jam-packed schedule, so we should probably get straight into some WWE news. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, and this is a bit of a weird one considering what happened at last year's WrestleMania, but uh, WrestleVotes has reported that WWE believe that so called Steve Austin may be willing to listen to offers about a match at WrestleMania, having obviously just had a, well, finger quotes match at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? He looked good. He he Kept it with very much within his limitations, which I think, with, when you think of Stone Cold, he's, he seemed very much like he didn't want to come back if he couldn't perform mm. to a certain level. And I, f- I felt like he had a very good showing. He also presumably likes money. Well, yeah, I mean, he's probably gonna, gonna, uh, like, yeah, get paid a lot. Yeah, he ain't coming back for, uh, for a
0: hand chicken hot dog, is he? Let's face it.
1: No, that's that's very true. That's
0: very true. <laughs> I, I get stone cold out of bed money is a uh, it's it's measured in like
1: trucks, not um they're gonna they're gonna pay El Segundo to do a new beer for him.
0: <laughs> just uh, buy him just buy him a brewery. That's all you need to do, I think. Just get him get him a, get
1: him his own brewery. Brewery in a
0: vineyard. I'll go run it for him if he wants. I'll go I'll move to California, brew his beer for him. I don't mind. Yeah. You can yeah. call him whenever he wants. You can, you can like stun him even. I don't give a fuck. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be sad. Um, call me. Call me. Call me, Steve. Let, let's, let's make it happen. <laughs> so I just got into business with myself there. <laughs> you <be> there. <laughs> yeah, you got to one. You got to put these things out into the world. All uh, right, next up then, a bit of sad bad news. A bit of sad news. I actually saw this happen and uh, yeah, it looked it looked horrible. Uh, R Truth suffered a torn quad on NXT. Um, it was attempting to dive to the outside. Like, it wasn't even a dive, was it? It was like a kind of like, like a just sort of sent on over the top rope.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so he grabbed the yeah. rope and like did like a front flip. But I think, I mean, it was, I, I, having seen it, I think it was mostly r fault. He didn't seem to get enough distance on it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. He just landed. Funny, didn't he?
0: So he, he kind of cleared. So if, if, um, was it Grayson Waller who he was wrestling?
1: Uh, yeah, it was. Which you could say that's the Grayson Waller effect.
0: Well, it looks like Grayson Waller. It looked initially like Grayson Waller didn't catch him, but the the, way, the distance he was from like the ring, if Grayson Waller would have caught him, he would have effectively power bombed himself on the apron, like neck first. So, it's probably for the best. He, he sort of just went straight to the floor and like landed like on on his like leg, and he just yeah, he just didn't move after that, which was nasty. And uh, also. On the injury list, a uh, Logan Paul suffered a torn meniscus, MCL, and ACL at Crown Jewel. So this is quite funny because he hit the buckshot lariat, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, that looks so much more impactful than the one Hangman does." And was that so, one? Yeah, he on? yeah. It was like, "Oh my god, that that buckshot lariat looks so much more impactful and like forceful." Like, yeah, but his knee fucking exploded when he hit it. So
1: I also I don't think it did. I think it looked good. Um, but he did kind of like. Land and then slowly jump and do it. That's because his knee exploded, myth, when he landed. Yeah. The rotation of it looked better than Hangman's. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, The thing is, the thing
0: thing we don't realize about Hangman is he manages to do that incredibly safely without hurting himself. And like, it still looks, you know, pretty damn good. And that's the skill. Like CCM Punk, like wrecking himself trying to do it like three times.
1: Yeah. And and also, also, um, let's not forget that a like Canyon created it anyway. Yeah, Every, everyone, everyone going around going, "Oh, Hangman with Logan Paul." Yeah, Canyon fucking made it. Like, Guys, calm the fuck down.
0: Yeah, and CM Punk perfected it. So you
1: know, Ca- Canyon was busting that shit on WCW in the nineties. <laughs> <90s. laughs>
0: yeah, so hopefully, um, well, we I hope at least our truth, um, makes a full recovery and returns to the ring.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. I just, just leave the rest of the hang in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I don't wish them. Um, do I? I'll, let, I'll not say that because uh, there's any, there's any winners there going on in that that avenue of conversation.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I, I. Both guys speedy recovery. Logan Paul's a good wrestler. Just him and his brother are absolute pieces of shit. So, yeah, no, to be you. fair, there's isn't nothing new in the wrestling business, is it? To well let's let's move on to the fucking hierarchy of the pieces of shit.
0: So I mean speaking of like dickheads in the wrestling business, yeah. Um a little so, segue right there. WWE's investigation into Vinny Mac is said to be over and he will, <laughs> to the surprise of absolutely fucking nobody, he will not be returning to the company.
1: Gasp. Did you see that really sad looking picture of him and his new squeeze in yep. a fucking alley Was that actually room?
0: him? Has that been confirmed? Oh yeah, it's him. Yeah. Ooh. Looks like he looks like um you know, like that rubber mask that people used to wear off his face.
1: He, he looks like that episode of "It's Always Sunny" where Frank's uh, doing like the uh, little pageant show, and he's getting <laughs> like an embalmer to like give him like funeral makeup. Yeah, he
0: looks, he looks weird. Yeah, he looks like a, he looks like a, he's madam too. So that character statue um, got left out in the sun.
1: He, he accidentally put it under the heater.
0: But yeah, so Vince is out. Uh, didn't that investigation cost like multiple millions
1: of dollars? Yeah, so did they all the cover-ups for it as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, the whole thing's been a misappropriation a a- of funds has been the, the phrase <laughs> of the year for WWE, hasn't it? So don't worry about it. And this is also the ten-year anniversary of Linda maybe using a lot of WWE money for a Senate run.
1: $51 million dollars worth. Which
0: all I'm doing the finger quote. It all came from her personal fortune.
1: Every, everyone, stand up for WWE now, kids. Um, oh, that was that was hilarious. I still love I still love remembering that. Yeah, it makes me laugh so much. Uh, and finally, because we've got a lot to get a lot of ground to cover here, we're gonna rifle on through. Um this is a this is a nice positive one to kind of end on, really. Um Selector report WWE are interested in re-signing me, um Tegan Knox and Chelsea Green as they look to fill out the women's roster, which we've kind of commented a lot on how like kind of sparse it is.
0: Yeah, but they haven't really
1: done anything with damage control, really, have they? Like, you know. Well, did they have them show up.
0: I suppose there's no one for them to wrestle with. Like, oh, why are damage control only ever, like, encountering the same three women? Because there's, that's yeah. all
1: there is. I mean, literally, they could they could debut, like, some of these as, like, an actual tag team. Imagine and, they, Yeah. I um, mean, you've, you've I, got
0: you've you've still got like a built-in story with Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, haven't you? That's still like hanging there.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. They had like an ongoing thing. Uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi were a tag team for a brief period. Also, Tegan Knox and Candace LeRae started a feud the NXT, as as she got called up to main roster and released a couple of weeks later. Don't worry about so, it. So, yeah, um, yeah. E- either way, um, they're all they'll be good signings. I know Chelsea Green. Kind of like dismissed this and said I'm booked. I'm booked through March. Yeah, so to kind of say, well, I ain't going there anytime soon because I've got. Does I've got interest
0: him. in Chelsea Green potentially imply interest in Macardona
1: or do you have that ship sailed? I think while I, while I don't think it would necessarily rule it out. I think that it's probably more a case of them just being wanting to get Chelsea Green because it's it just big. Just because the article saying like it was bolstering the women's division. Yeah,
0: I was going to say I think the need for Chelsea Green is probably higher than the need for Matt Cardona at this point in time.
1: And I I think as well, Cardona would be very watered down from what he's what he now is doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I I'd, I'd like to see Cardona back, but I don't. I'd want to see like this Cardona back. I wouldn't want to see like. Him coming back as Zack Ryder and being happy clappy again. i one just to imagine him.
0: like a, a sort of watered down version of like Mac and Chelsea's <laughs> character, like Chelsea Green distracting one of Mac opponents by giving them a hug, <laughs> yeah, giving Gunther a hug and he doesn't know what to do and he's just like,
1: and then Cardona and wins the IC title a hug and he just like does a cry because
0: Speaking of icy titles we haven't got it in the news uh, Sean Spears said that uh, he wants to he always saw himself as an, an international champion Um, and he wants he, he thought he wanted to do before he retired but
1: obviously he probably can't do it now Give him a little run with I don't know like ring on a TV title Yeah that's about right so you can, can beat Joe maybe Nah I've, I've someone beat Joe by shenanigans and then I've Cher come out and fucking beat them <laughs> Yeah, fair. Well, we'll talk about that
0: in a minute. That's 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 the A dub nonsense. Uh, cool. So yeah, so that'll that'll do it for the news. A short sharp shock. Um, this week. Um, yeah. I mean, the big one there, probably the Vincent Man thing. The investigation. Shock horror found him. I mean, they're not saying they're not using the word guilty, are they? Because it wasn't like you know law, but it's damning that even even like they're not going to bring like their own investigation is like nah, he ain't coming back.
1: Yeah, not that they would anyway, because he's obviously retired. But mm. yeah,
0: Still, the ru- there's, been ru- there's been bit, bit there's been rumors there's been rumours, worrying rumours. Oh, don't worry about it. Accusations, false accusations.
1: <laughs> that's that's the
2: other show,
0: mate. <laughs> uh, right then, we'll have a quick break. Uh, if you're on Jack's Radio, we'll have a little song. Uh, this week, we've, we're leading off with the brand new single from Hundred Reasons, "Glorious Sunset," which is very Ooh. nice. Yeah. And yeah, we'll be back in a few minutes with your WWE recaps. And we are back. Okay. So we're gonna start out with Raw, as is, you know, we're going sort of Monday through the rest of the week. And yeah, last Monday that is. Uh so I mean it seems like honestly, mate, like I don't watch these shows, you do, so I rely on you for like the context here. Yeah, but it seems like every week Raw starts with Bianca, Asuka, Alexa, Damage Control, Bailey.
1: Well, yeah, one one combination or Judgment Day, or Judgment Day. Yeah, it's never anything else. Well, actually, the other week it did start with Bobby Lashley, uh, like calling out Brock, and then them having that big brawl, and Bobby doing a murder on Brock, which was nice. Um, Yeah, yeah, that this was essentially just um, just Bianca and Nikki having a match. Damage Control tried to get involved, and Nikki then like attacked Damage Control, and off that distraction, um, Bianca K.O.D. and picked up the win. And then after the match, Damage Control attacked everyone. Alexa and Asuka come out, and then after the break, Alexa and Asuka then said um, they want a tag title match against yeah. the Damage Control, which led to later on. Um, yeah, after that- Bobby Lashley and Brock have a big old fight. This was really well done. So they did it like the Seth Riddle thing where they had like the split screen sit-down interview. And he's there and Lesnar hasn't shown up and he's just like, oh yeah, of course, Brock's not showing up. Brock does what Brock wants to do. And he's like, he's just basically saying what he's going to do to Brock. And then Brock comes to the ring and it was great because he made it out like there was technical difficulties. So Lashley didn't realise Brock had gone to the ring. And then Brock called, like, Lashley gets like wind of it, and then comes down the ring, and then they have this massive pull apart fight. Um Whole roster comes out, pulls them apart. Triple H comes out and says like If if you don't like stop fighting, I'm just going to cancel the match." Yeah, Um
0: and that was big as well. I felt big. I saw a clip of this. I felt big. <laughs> that Triple H came out there like that was actually I tell you, yeah. like, sort of show the stakes, isn't it? Like which is pretty cool. I,
1: I like the fact that they put trip like they've got Triple H in that kind of authority figure role but not like M- more kind of he's, like please the... don't use the word authority around Triple H no no but you know I, mean? <laughs> I know what you mean he's not
0: like he's not like a heel authority figure he's just like he's more he's like, like... He's, he's like Regal in NXT he's the guy who sort of comes out when shit goes down
1: yeah I was gonna say he's more like a, the matchmaker like ca- ca- kind of like what Jim, what Jim Cornette was in TNA yeah except Where... less,
0: slightly less problematic
1: well, don't worry about that, but that just that role. Essentially. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, after this, we got Roll- Seth Rollins defending the US title against Theory. Uh, it seems like they're going to try and turn Seth face. Yeah.
0: Maybe. I mean, the way to do that There's... is have him fight Theory, isn't it? To be fair.
1: Well, he's and he's very over, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we got a Roman Reigns in ring promo. Miz comes out and tries to, like, give Roman pointers on Logan Paul to try and, like, get Roman's album with the Dexter Loomis situation. So,
0: I like this. So, like, the whole point, isn't it? Like, everyone's saying, you know, Logan Paul's got this, like, <laughs> knockout punch ability. And Roman's yeah. like, yo, bitch, I've been punching people for, like,
1: years. Like, where are my punch? Yeah, and he just lammed him <laughs> Yeah, and knocked him out, funnily enough. Yeah. Um. We then got Carl Anderson defeating Damian Priest. Yeah. In the year yeah. of our Lord 20- 20.
0: What, what, what year was Carl Anderson's good duo match? Was it like 2012? Fuck knows. Are we a full decade of removed from that now?
1: Probably. Um, yeah, uh, he won by reversing the reckoning into like a roll-up or a backslide or something. Were there any dick jokes this week? Uh, after the match, Rhea punched Gallows in the dick. Right, okay, there we go. I, long I as we got, As like- long as
0: we got there, that's fine.
1: I feel like that Carney Gallows has that written into his contract. He <laughs> gets get one dick joke per show. Yeah. Uh, also last week Carl Anderson did do Sourboy face on Raw. Sour Boy's the worst. After, after getting punched in the day. Um Yeah, and we got um, Miz was in like the medical room. Um Mustafa Ali comes in and told him he had tiny balls, so Miz decided he was gonna. Yeah, um, didn't he
0: say specifically everything's bigger in Texas except for the Miz's balls?
1: Yeah, yeah, except for your balls, they tiny. <laughs> and Miz was like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna fight you." And Miz was then like, I- "I'm gonna fight you, even if I've got a broken jaw." Um, and we got JBL and Corbin in the ring, looking like a pair of twats. Uh, JBL was calling everyone snowflakes because. Oh
0: know- yeah, this, this this was big. Damn, with energy. This wasn't it. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Yeah, but at least Dan Lambert's good in that role. Like JBL JBL's like someone who legitimately bullied somebody out of the company. So, you know, when he starts like ripping on people, yeah, like oh, and... hang on, mate, this is this is a bit not on.
1: And his whole fucking gimmick, like back in the day, was like MAGA. Yeah. With like going up to uh, the fucking Mexican border and like stopping people from getting across. Um
0: Oh mate.
1: Yeah. Uh, R-Truth come out and made jokes about JBL having parachute pants and then caught yep. and beat up R-Truth and now that feud's probably dead in the water because R-Truth's legs destroyed. destroyed uh, we then got a trick street fight uh, this was quite good because like, Matt Riddle come out dressed as, as Ezekiel
2: yeah,
1: um, next to Elias I, yeah, with Elias in his corner and Elias like with-
0: for a second <laughs> mate, I thought he was trying to be the ultimate warrior I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa
1: what's going on here Oh, I mean, WWE fucking glorify that prick anyway. Um, and <laughs> o- Otis and Gable came out as the Chippendales. Um, and he made a lot of jokes about Otis looking like uh, Chris Farley and Billy Madison, it was, wasn't yes. it? Chippendale. Um yeah. Otis did uh, it was great because Otis uh, basically Gable was like it's Halloween, I'll let you do the caterpillar. And he so, did it.
0: Yeah, he, he did do it. He, did it. Um, he
1: then got a
0: pump and put on his head because it's Halloween and in WWE that has to happen.
1: Yeah, and then got murdered with a, a knee, I believe. Yeah. Or something. Either way, it was a, it was a fun match. It was silly bollocks but it, it worked. Um, and then we got Mustafa Ali defeating The Miz after Dexter Loomis um, appeared in the crowd and like tried to choke The Miz. Uh, this led to at, like straight, it, this was great because it was like straight after the break, they would they were doing the Johnny Gargano kind of like reveal thing, and he done it like a proper, like
0: yeah, it was stupid. like a it was like a Dateline was just like like a
1: yeah, it was like sort of thing. It was fucking brilliant. It was so <laughs> funny. Uh, Johnny Gargano was just brilliant in this role. Um He basically says that Dexter has been attacking the Miz because the Miz hired him to attack him to create some balls and then wouldn't pay him. So now Dexter wants his money.
0: Yeah, he had, like uh, a, he had like a clip, didn't he? Of like the Miz talking to, like, presumably Luma saying to, like, just, just take the money and, you know, he knows he needs yeah. it because since he got fired, he, he basically had no money and, like, yeah, he's a. Uh, the Miz was giving him cash to, like, make him yeah. relevant, even though he's apparently a oh, hot. I don't understand. I mean, are you the, more, try, if, 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 the best thing about this is not to
1: think about it too hard because the logic just I, explodes. But. He, he, did, he did kind of explain it away where it was like, oh, yeah, Miz M- decided he wanted the controversy to kind of, like, to give him a bit of like, like social media buzz or something like that, yeah. like, like reality TV star would essentially yeah. just self-relevant. It, it, it was a clever little spin on it. I, I think it's it's cool as well because it's something different. Yeah, like it's it's.
0: it's I mean, it's wrestling. So like if you think about it for more than five seconds, the logic just
1: goes in flames. But on on the okay. surface
0: level, it's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um And in the main event. Um, Alexa Bliss and Asuka defeated Damage Control, clean as a fucking whistle to I'm win the I'm Sure, end. they're going to have a long and productive title right? Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, this again. This was fine. It was a fun match. Um, I'm just getting a bit bored of seeing this because it feels like there's some kind of iteration of it week in week out, and it's a bit. Oh
0: well, yeah, we, I mean, even I'm noticing, and I don't watch this shit, so you know.
1: Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's I I. I I mean, at least War Games is in three weeks. Please, please say we can end it at War Games, which is where oh, that absolutely ended it at War Games. But I feel like it's just they're trying to build it, build up War Games as much as they possibly can.
0: Between this and Blackpool Combat Club versus JS, I feel like we've literally had two these two fuses going for the entire year.
1: Yeah, and Blackpool Combat Club and JAS had like blood and guts in like fucking July. Yeah, they had War Games, and it didn't solve anything. <laughs> they've done it and it carried on yeah but yeah um,
0: so yes yeah, f- fun role I mean I, I, I saw a few people um, I was on the on the Twitter sphere saying that this was this is we're all starting to sag a bit now I'm starting to like
1: yeah like it, it, it had its moments I thought the Tregor Street fight was like fine um, the Mustafa Ali Miz match was really fun um, I
0: think I think it's just inherent of a three-hour show, that it's going to feel like porridge after a while. It's like there's only so much. It's only so much you can do with the format, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think as well. Like that, if it definitely feels like Triple H is trying to build people up as well as like maintaining kind of a level of stuff of a level of consistency with like like the presentation of the two mid card titles, for example. Yeah. Um. And. You can tell, you can tell, it's kind of like a work in progress, is the best way to put it. I, I think, give them, give them six months to a year, if it if they keep doing what they're doing, they're they're gonna absolutely see like a massive improvement in the product. But it is what it is. It's it's just it there's the stuff that's going on too long, and you can tell it's because they're like, oh yeah, we want to. We want to keep this for war games, but at the same time, it's like fucking hell. You know, you kind of flogging a dead horse a bit with
0: it. Yeah, you kind of tank on the weekly TV product. I mean, AEW does every wrestling like company does it because they want oh, yeah. they want everything to try and line up. And like you've got all these you're trying to juggle all these plates, and you're trying to like make everything sort of fall in line for the big shows. But that well, means that means you've got to spin some things longer than others, and it's like yeah,
1: yeah, like it's it's funny because the kind of one of the criticisms that I have of AEW is sometimes. They kind of, it's almost like they forget that the, there's a pay per view coming up and like two weeks out from the pay per view, like, fuck, fuck, we need to build this show.
0: But at the same time, they'll hold off storylines until that pay per view and then like forget well, to put yeah. them on until, until like two weeks before. Like, like the yeah. um, they held off on the Trio titles until Kenny could come back and they put they stretch it out and stretch it out and stretch it out, and then obviously they have to strip them anyway as soon as they won them. So, yeah. and
1: and you look at like, um, the, the other the other example I was thinking was like those two per views this year where like Eddie Kingston was sort of in a storyline with people but they they only actually announced the matches like a week or so before yeah like going to have a match and it was like oh well okay that's that's a bit odd yeah the only but,
0: Eddie the only match Eddie's had built up all year was just one with Jericho
1: yeah and even that was two weeks yeah uh, sound yes, right we're gonna move the, probably the other one isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, right, we're gonna move on to SmackDown then. Um,
1: yeah, not a so... lot happened on this, so we will go very quick. Uh, okay. Opening match, No DQ match. Liv Morgan defeated Sonya Deville with an oblivion onto a stack of chairs. Uh, yeah, been building this couple of weeks. Liv's, It's cool that they're kind of presenting Liv as being a bit more of like like extreme. Uh, they're trying to kind of like present her a bit more. Oh, not quite like Mick Foley, but almost like Mick Foley. If that makes sense,
0: yeah. It's like, you know, in um, in films when someone has one marijuana and then turn into, like, a, a, a massive goth. She had, like, she had one Extreme Rules match and turned into, like, a hardcore fanatic.
1: Yes. um, But, yeah, it was, it's fine. You uh, then got Emma backstage, promo. Oh, this was a bit... This made no sense to me. I, I mean, I don't know
0: what these people's storylines are, but even, like, Sarah was watching and she was like, what the fuck is this?
1: Yeah, so... Basically, Xylee comes in and, like, was like, oh, you lost. Um and then Emma just gave her like a really shitty looking forearm. Yeah. Zaylee, who is like an actual trained MMA fighter, just sat there like holding her head, looking sad about it. I was like, what the fuck? Like she got punched
0: like, in the head by the
1: person who used to do the weird dance. It's so fucking annoying because zaylee has got so much upside and they just they just can't figure out what to do with it. Like they when they were doing the um Tian Sha stuff in NXT, that seemed like really promising and then they turned Mei Ying into fucking Wendy Chew and brought Xyli up to me. Yeah. Um But yeah, hopefully at the, hopefully they end up having a feud out of this and we do we do something um good with it. Uh got a Viking Raiders Vignette, just more teasers of Sarah Logan absolutely
0: it's absolutely Sarah Logan, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, you, you basically saw her face in this one. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's cool, though, as well, because she's kind of, like, reinventing the Viking Raiders, almost, like, kind of putting them back to, like, basics to a degree. Um, so, like, they look like they're getting, like, different face being put on and stuff like that. Um, it's always in front of, like, a funeral pyre in the forest as well. Yeah. i mean to see where, where this is going. Yeah. Um, I assume they're probably going to feud with Hit Row based on the fact that it's two guys and a woman and two guys and a woman. But Yeah, it
0: makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, next, we've got LA Knight defeating Ricochet. Uh, LA Knight caught a promo call on the crowd, all incels.
0: Um, I mean, between this and JBL, they're really going hard on the... Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, on the- to be fair, he just hates wrestling fans. It's fair.
0: Um, I mean, he's not wrong,
1: but, you know... No. Nah. He he won by um he won by cheating with uh reversing the roll up, holding the tights of Ricochet and then grabbing the uh grabbing the rope as well and then as like literally on the three kind of used it to fling himself out the ring to like hide the fact he'd done it. Um yeah, it's a really fun match, really competitive. Uh Ricochet always looked good. LA Knights great. Um more of this please. Um then got a backstage promo with the Bloodline. Basically, Sammy saying Roman said to, to Jay to like not do anything too rash today because we've got to prepare for Crown Jewel. Um, Jay kind of just turns around and says, The Usos are calling out um, the Brawling Brutes. It isn't Bloodline business, it's Usos business and walks off. And Jimmy goes with him. Yeah. Um, and then there was a really interesting break promo. So, Bray's kind of like talking about. How he doesn't like getting interrupted by um, people when he's trying to like do something that's hard for him. And literally in the background, as he's cut, the, like he's he's in a hallway, as he's cutting this promo, this guy who's like, he looks like a courier. Like they they made it out that he was a crew member, but he was like literally dressed like a fucking postman. Right. Um, runs through the box, and Bray and Bray turns around he's like you've interrupted me and he's, he's like he's like basically like doing a very thinly veiled threat to this guy like you're causing me to really want to do bad things to you I don't want to but I'm thinking about uh, just what I, I, I'm i really tempted to just like slam your head into this concrete wall and the guy looks terrified and as he's like getting a bit more and more un- unhinged there's stuff flashing on the screen with like Uncle Howdy and there was another, um. So I, I I've been watching these like slowed right down on on YouTube afterwards, just to see if there's anything I can kind of pick out to kind of comment on. Uh, there was like a woman's face. She had like white face paint with like red like look, like blood on her face, um. And there was another mask as well, which you couldn't really make out properly, um. But yeah, it's that it, it feels like if it's not teasing, it, it feels more like it's teasing a faction now than anything else. Right. Okay. Well, um, yeah, it was it was good. Like Bray's delivery, as always, is fucking insane. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see where we're going with this. Uh, got a bloodline in ring promo. Just the Usos basically talking about how they're about to break the New Day's record. Uh, Woods and Kofi come out and basically challenge the winners of the Brawling Brutes and the Usos. Um, and Brawl Brutes lay out the New Day. Solo and Sammy come and make the save and lay. Lay out um, everybody on Bloodline so all. Then got Shayna Baszler accompanied by Ronda Rousey doing a murder on Natalia. This what, was literally not, like
0: not wearing any cool 40k gear this time. A...
1: No, sadly not. Um, yeah, she she basically very quickly choked Natalia out, and then after the match, Ronda basically like tells Shayna to like like put an exclamation point on it so she lowers a knee pad and just knees Natalia in the face and like I don't know if this was like a blood capsule or something but like Natalia's nose had like exploded it looked like it looked. But she, put, it she, really... post,
0: she posted a picture like the day after like of her in like the hospital getting her nose like put back into place because it was dislocated
1: yeah like Shayna like looked like she's shooting either in the face Yeah, Um it was fucking awesome <laughs> Then we got MVP saying Braun has to fight five guys. Um, Again, the way he did this was quite good. So they had like the guys coming He's out. sure they
0: just didn't mean Braun had to have a five guys?
1: Nah, he, he'd won too much big season on that. He'd have to pay loads of the extras. <laughs> um, so yeah, like these five guys walking out to the ring, Um, Braun's music hits and he just plows through all of them. Um and then he gets in the ring and chases MVP and then does a murder on MVP. That's pretty much it. Um, did, he
0: then, did he then tweet that they were all flippy jobbers and he hates them all?
1: Probably. Um, probably did something to control his narrative. The fucking idiot. Um, and then we got a uh, cool backstage promo of Legado del Fantasma. Um, basically, what the one thing we wanted to happen to happen Where Santos is now Setting a sight on Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, Legado all kind of just toast, drink whiskey or tequila or whatever it is they had in the glasses, um, and then um, there was an announcement for the SmackDown World Cup to take place the next couple of weeks. Um, I, I I think it would be quite cool if they did Santos versus Shinsuke as part of that. Because it's like Japan and Mexico, but we shall see. Yeah, um, and in the main events, in what was an absolute banger. If you get an opportunity to watch it, go watch this match. It was really good. Uh, Going to the retain the Intercontinental Title over Rey Mysterio. Um, it went about fifteen minutes. Just absolutely awesome match. Really, really good. Uh, like Rey being obviously like the the smaller man trying to overcome. Going Fair, Golden just doing horrible things so um Yeah, it was it was a fun match.
0: Nice. Uh, just before we move on to crown jewel, uh, some breaking news. Uh, Feifel has just re- reported or well, they were shown the the raw 30th anniversary logo, and it, it's just a, it's just the logo and it says raw is xxx. Like so, the uh,
1: to make
0: 30 logo. And uh, so I look forward to loads of people googling raw xxx and seeing what comes up. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> don't
1: do it little timmy if you've got
0: kids and they like wrestling and they want to learn all about raw 30 do not let them google that obviously um
1: yeah that feels like a it feels like a bit of a lapse in judgment there um and finally let's quickly 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 blast through crown jewel uh i didn't properly see this because i was i wasn't about for it but you were at a, um, a brewery event,
0: I believe, in some sort of top craft brewery, celebrating the birthday, as, as I'm believing told.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I was, I was there for a few of the matches. Um, yeah, so Brock brought Lesnar brought Les- defeat of Bobby Lashley, uh, they did weirdly, they did the um, the Bret Hart, Roddy Piper finish, but with the lock. But because it was with the lock, Lashley's shoulders weren't on the floor. Yeah, so. So, Hey-o. yeah. Um, damage control retained the women's titles. No, no after... regained the women's titles. Sorry, regained the women's titles after Nikki Cross got involved and helped damage control. Um, also, before the match, there was like a little backstage interview with Alexa, and there was like a Bray teaser where Bray's low, like moth logo come on the screen next to Alexa. Alexa kind of just turned, looked at it, and was almost like in a trance all oh, right, okay. Um, more, more to come with that maybe. Uh, Drew defeated Carrying Cross in a cage match. Scarlet tried to mace Drew, um, and then for some reason Cross tried to crawl out, and Drew climbed over the top. I don't fucking know. Um, Judgment Day defeated the OC after Rhea got involved and probably hit Gallows in the dick. I was gonna say, were there any dick jokes? Probably. Um. Braun Strowman defeated Omos in a match that got 47 five-star ratings, apparently. According to Braun, yeah. We haven't verified that, but I'm sure he's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, controlling that narrative. Big and proud. Um, the WWE Tag Team Championship, the Usos retained against the Braun Brutes. A lot of people said this match was really good. Haven't you- I can buy that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently, there was a couple of, like, spots where everyone thought Pete Dunn was gonna pick up the victory, even though yeah, um Bianca Belair defeated Bailey in a last one standing match. Um quite a creative finish where like Bianca basically wrapped Bailey's legs in a ladder and then put the ladder like under the bottom rope so Bailey couldn't like move it and basically couldn't trap like like pincer herself into the corner. Um yeah. I, I just I, I feel like Bailey either needs to take the belt off Bianca or they just need to kind of move on move to, to something else. Yeah.
0: Put her against someone she can beat, like she can get a win
1: over. Yeah, it's it's weird that they brought Bailey back to like being the title pitcher but not win the title when they're trying to like build up this new faction. Yeah. Personally I'd probably just just put the belt on bailey and then dip. you've got the instant like kind of like gratification of oh but yeah she's a champion that's why um got a uh, bray wyatt and uncle howdy um promo it. bray's entrance was unreal it was so good they had like drones making his moth logo above the arena um it looked it just looked insane looked really good um Bray essentially, like he he says like he's gonna change his ending to suit him. Uh he he sort of touches on the fact that he's from a wrestling family for the first time ever.
0: Oh right, okay. That's Uh, interesting.
1: Yeah, and then Uncle Hardy comes on the screen and says you're lying to yourself, reveling what you are, all that all the usual stuff. Wasn't didn't really do anything to kind of Move the story along too much, um, other than the fact that it was the first time you actually saw Bray's reaction to it, yeah. Um, Bray, like, after after Uncle Hardy goes off the screen, Bray just basically drops the microphone and walks off, like, kind of in a bit of a trance, quite shocked. Um, interestingly, there was massive Uncle Hardy chance in Saudi Arabia for this, um, and yeah, and then in the main event, um. In a match that literally took years off my life, um, Roman Reigns def- successfully defended the Universal World, Undisputed World Universal Championship against Logan Paul. Um, and oh boy, did they make it seem like Logan was going to win it a couple of times. Um, yeah, I,
0: saw, I, saw, I only saw one clip from this and it was actually really cool. It was when Logan <laughs> did the frog splash to the outside with his phone in his hand, like live streaming it.
1: I mean to be fair, credit where it's due, it was a good match. Yeah. But Logan's a Logan's like insanely like athletic. It's just like a shame that he's also a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, he's a horrible
0: person by all accounts.
1: Yeah, and that's putting it lightly. But I mean from a business standpoint, he's obviously got like a lot of YouTube and um Twitter followers. He's He's someone who's like a person, a YouTube personality. Yeah. Gets a hell of a lot of eyes on the product. You can understand why they do it. Um,
0: I mean, just that picture of like Logan jumping off the top rope, like
1: into the Superman punch. Yeah,
0: with Roman about to like punch up at him. It looks like something out like Dragon Ball Z. It looks like pretty fucking cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, as I say, it was a very good match. Um, Shawn Michaels has been personally like mentoring Logan. So. Obviously, they see like an upside in making sure he's a worthwhile investment. But yes, yeah, it, it was it was fine. Um, I'm glad that he didn't win. But yeah, that's just me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, hey, just quick, quick. From what you saw, marks out of ten for Brian you?
1: Um, I mean, I, I didn't see much of it from what I've from what I've read on like online and from. Our Discord, I'd probably say it was like a five or a six, maybe. Right, um, okay, so above average, mi- middle of the road, yeah. Yeah, uh, fair. I mean, somebody, so, 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 uh,
0: some of the atrocities that have happened, I don't want to use that word atrocities, seeing some of the atrocities that have happened on previous Saudi shows, this was seemed to be go off. There was no Goldberg vs. Fiend, or Brothers of Destruction versus DX, like sort of embarrassment on this, so
1: yeah, it was just, it was just like a normal normal pay-per-view which is what it should always be presented as I think yeah don't, don't but, try, no,
0: but, but what did anyone sing American Pie at the end
1: no no absolutely no um, I think that would have gone down like a fucking lead balloon anywhere <laughs> you would have, uh, they would have they would have knock on the plane why would they ever have done that Uh
0: right before we move on gonna have a little quick little ad spot here Um just a little bit of promotion if you bear two seconds so Jay, are you having trouble sleeping but always feel tired? It's time to try Recovery PM and see why thousands of customers keep coming back for more. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. The problem with this is that you can't relax if you can't relax and fall asleep in the first place, that melatonin is just going to make you irritable. Recovery PM is a professional blend of nine clinically proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers plus magnesium, so you're going to relax and then experience deep sleep, wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. Your whole life is affected by a lack of sleep. Your work, your relationships, your mood, your performance, and aim, guys, that includes performance in the bedroom. Did you know a lack of sleep reduces your testosterone by as, as much as aging 10 years would? So upgrade to recovery PM to 30 days, and you'll be amazed how you feel. Thousands of people already have, and over 85% of them are coming back for more. Now, Jay, I know for a fact, without going too much personal detail, you're about to change jobs, and you're going to a 9-to-5, which you haven't done. For a number of years,
1: and you might need yeah. some
0: help sleeping. So, are you going to get on some recovery PM?
1: Uh, it literally arrived today. Um, so I'm going to have my first, like, first dose of it tonight, so to speak. Um, and I've said, like, kind of, said it, and and last week I'm going to kind of document, like, sort of document for our listeners how I'm getting on with it, how it's helping me, um, as someone who's struggled with sleep for many years and and also like
0: because of like the jobs you've done, like your body clocks for like the wild west for like the last decade. So
2: Yeah.
1: Like just, I've literally gone from working in like airports, bars, um I've worked in supermarkets at ungodly hours for the last two and a half years. So yeah, I'm I, I definitely need to like kind of try and rectify that and quick. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. Um we we interviewed Nick Aldis, who's obviously the kind of owner of this company, um, and he he was he like basically gave us some like gave me some advice on how to use it. Um, I'm really excited to see how it helps me, and people should definitely see how it helps them. Uh, if you want to get it, if you want to if you do want to get it, we do have a discount code for 15 percent off your entire order. Um, if you go to rep- recoverypm.com or to um legacy subs.com and use the code uwp all caps to get that discount um um as i say i'm really looking forward to seeing how it helps me out
0: yeah man so yeah that is uwp all caps get the best sleep of your life today at recoverypm.com Sweet. Right, we're going to have another quick break. If you're on Jack's radio, you can have uh, the, a new one from Arctic Monkeys, but before that you're going to have some block party as well. Okay, and we're back. Uh, we're going to hit you through with some AEW news and recaps. It feels like, even though, like, not... It feels like another big week for AEW. Like, a lot of stuff seems to happen this week. Like, I know WWE had the pay-per-view and, like, all the extra shows. But AEW, they weren't they weren't slouching either in the uh, in the big news department. I mean, a couple of news... Doc- Bits here, but then like a lot happened on the two shows we need to talk about as well. Uh mm. So the first one, and it's a bit of a spoiler for the recaps, so I do apologise. But Jeff Jarrett, T, the Last Outlaw, has signed with AEW as a director of business development. So he's it's basically the role he was doing in WWE before Road Dogg took his job.
1: Yeah, Uh it's. Funny how art life, isn't it? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> his and thing. He's here now he's took his job, and yeah,
0: it's um, it's kind of he's going to be in charge of like live events, isn't he? And sort of like booking live shows a lot. This has led to a lot of speculation that um, AW might start doing house shows. Personally, I don't think that's going to be the case. I just think it's going to be more t- to sort of expand the the sort of. Portfolio of of locations that AW runs because they tend to do the same venues all the time, the same cities all the time.
1: I mean, uh, they've never done a show in Chicago, so yeah, it'd be great to do one there. I mean, Chicago,
0: yeah. uh, Texas, Washington uh, DC, Jacksonville,
1: Jacksonville the New I'd York,
0: you know, um, Virginia—all these places that are solely lacking in AW presence. I mean. I know. Um, I don't think. I don't think house shows are necessarily on the cards because I know even WWE they don't make a profit off their house shows and like they don't draw very well. And one of the big draws for and it's it's weird. I, I saw a I saw an, an article this week and we'll talk about it now because I think it's the right time. Um, the there's a, there's sort of like a, a split between the roster, isn't it? Because like a lot of the older AW stars, like the higher card guys, like Moxley, um, the Young Bucks, Kenny, the reason AEW is attractive to them is that there are no house shows. It's a reduced schedule. They don't have to be all over the place. They can spend time with their families. Mm. However, at the same time, apparently a lot of the younger stars want more reps. They want more matches. They want to be on in front of crowds more. So if they could maybe do like a, I mean, if only they had some sort of other brand that they could take to live shows with younger members of the card and put on these like smaller shows and smaller venues to give people reps if only they had some sort of like a ring that was more honourable that they could
1: do that with yeah or or even just like something you know that they put on after dark yeah elevate... or, like,
0: or like yeah something to elevate the talent um, in like a dark environment yeah yeah that'd be great
1: yeah um it's interesting, isn't it? Joey Janela actually raised a really good point about this, where he said that the way that Dark is kind of portrayed nowadays, where it's just like talent, talent doing like squash matches with like local guys. It it is like it it kind of defeats the purpose of like getting the reps. And like you you want to be given so with with a lot of it, you want to be given talent you've got. Like something to kind of sink the teeth into that they might not get the opportunity to do so on TV.
0: Yeah, so stuff like, and they've just, they've just announced it again. Stuff like Peter Avalon versus Brian, Brandon Cutler. Like, yeah, so it's going to give both guys a bit of time to shine. It's going to put them both in front of a crowd. It's going to elevate both of them. You know, just having and, having like Eddie Kingston knock a guy out in like ninety seconds is pointless.
1: Yeah, e- even like when they did um, Ray Phoenix versus Ar Fox a couple of yes. weeks ago. And they, they got to show up, like what they could do. It wasn't a long match, but it was... Did
0: they, did they do Swerve AR Fox as well? Or
1: whatever? Uh, no, nah, that was Lucian Underground.
0: Have they had AR Fox before, before this? Wrestled some oh, others. yeah.
1: They, they've had them on... Uh, I don't think it was Swerve. I, I think, I'd think i like to think they'd do something a bit more meaningful if they got Swerve and AR Fox across yeah, the room. true. I've swerved double stomping through glass again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, 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 that match was incredible. Fuck, it's so walk, good. Need to rewatch. Need to underground. Um,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. It it's uh, it, it definitely stands to serve a purpose I think when you're building up someone as like when you're building someone up and giving them squash matches, yes, it 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 works doing that that way. But also when you you want to kind of like grow someone's performer, it's not necessarily a bad thing to give them a bit more time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. If you want, want, if, so. people, if you want people to get better, if you want people to like improve, especially like some of the some of the, like the more um, the newer members of the women's mm. division, like who aren't maybe like guys, people like Anna J, people like Ty Mello, who don't necessarily, who haven't had the reps over the last sort of six to 12 months, like this yeah. would be a really good place for them to sort of do but, like sort of ten five ten minute match, like 10, 12 minute matches. You know, just give them some
1: some chops. But also, you look at like where they've like kind of. Signed talent from off the back of like a dark appearance, like Lee Mariotti's one that comes to mind, and Daniel Garcia, yeah, Kira Hogan, they, yeah, they were just doing matches on dark, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, actually they're really good. Let's let's bring them, let's let's sign them. Yeah, uh, not necessarily a bad thing. It's like a free try-up for you, isn't it? And obviously, or
0: well, didn't uh, Bones and Castor pop up on dark first as well?
1: Yeah, and um, they had like. Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss doing that storyline as well. Yeah. Uh, It's not necessarily a bad thing if they invest a bit more time in it, especially if, like, I know for me, I don't really watch Dark and Dark Elevation much. If it's on, if it's, I'm not, like, watching anything else and it's about to come on, I'll probably throw it on. But, I, I know I'd certainly be more interested in watching it if it wasn't, like, 45 minutes of squash matches
0: yeah if it meant a bit more if it was like okay you're not going to see what like, he did when he started you're not going to see Darby Allen on it you're not going to see like Matt Hardy on it but what you are going to see is Lee Moriarty you are going to see you know Kira Hogan you are going to see mm. Leila Gray but they're not just going to be beating jobbers they're going to be having like you say 10-15 minute matches like just put four four 10 minute matches on, a, on an episode of Dark and have let them have a really, a really good showing
1: well they've, do- they've done that a bit with Dark Elevation haven't they yeah. Um, I mean, because
0: I understand why it went that way. During the pandemic, they were trying to get as many indie wrestlers paid as possible. So they were literally yeah. booking like 15 matches in a show and they were all lasting like two minutes, which they, they yeah. don't need to do that anymore because people come out work like, you know, in the indies properly. So,
1: mm. yeah. I'm intrigued to see, see how they get on, though, um, for sure, with this. Yeah.
0: Right. Next up, then, uh, Battle of the Belts 5 has been announced, and it's set to take place on January 6th in Portland, Portland, Oregon. Um, and a, a lovely day of, of, of no... <laughs> nothing ever happened on January 6th, don't worry about it.
1: Um, oh, boy. I didn't even think of that.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm talking, of course, about it was the day that Daniel Garcia was in that horrible car crash, and he thankfully made a full recovery.
1: Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll be, be looking forward to this. It's... It seems like like around that kind of time of the year anyway, AEW try and like try and have a banger match to kind of combat... Not combat Wrestle Kingdom, but to compete with Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Interesting as well that this means that the Battle of the Belts format is carrying
0: over into 2023 because it was originally announced just as a 2022 thing, wasn't it? It was going to be four one-off specials in 2022. There was nothing said about whether it was going to carry into next year, I, but this is, this is sort of I thought, information.
1: I thought it was just four annual specials a year.
0: So is it, I, did, I didn't know it was going forward or because I'd I only saw, seen it announced for this year so good to see that it's going to carry on which is nice
1: yeah I like Battle of the Belt it's always fun show. I'd like
0: it if they actually did a title change I wanted to make them feel important but yeah they haven't done a single well no because yeah, they've, they've been pre-taped so they, Tony won't change titles on pre-taped shows in case the spoilers get out not all of them pre-taped no but a lot of them have haven't they yeah the last one was live yeah, which was one you the one you thought they were gonna do, maybe do a thing on. But hey. Uh, right, last up then, uh, and this is the one I'm really excited about personally. Uh, former footballer, either bio, is teasing a potential run in AW after teaming up with AW wrestler Anthony Gogo at recent progress wrestling shows. So if you don't know who Akinfenwa is, his nickname is the Beast. He's like 41, forty one, forty two. Yeah. He's, he's getting on a bit now, like. but he is a fucking unit. He used to play for Wickham Wanderers as a striker. He's a massive Liverpool fan, so I, lo- I love him for that reason. Yeah, he's just a, he's a personality as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's a reason. Uh, he's, he's big on Twitter. He's, mass, he's well good on Twitter. Give him, give him a crack on that. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just made his his in-ring So he was in Antioch's corner, wasn't he? For one match. He, um, and then he teamed with them as well a second time in a second show. Yeah, he's he's 40. Oh, he's forty. Okay, fair play. Um, you yeah. can have that like, DDP career, can't you?
1: Can man? He can. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's he he got interviewed by um I believe it was Cultaholic that um this was on, and he said any a, any kind of like sort of aspirations to go to AW with uh, Anthony Agogo being there, like more often than not. Um, his answer was just watch the space. Yeah, like watch the space.
0: Put them in a tag team, man. Fuck it, let let them go.
1: Turn a go go face.
0: Yeah. Because you know, having the beast be a heel, he's he's too he's too good, he's too he's too pure. Mm. I love him. Yeah, all uh, I wish if if, Andy, if um, I can is gonna have a little wrestling career. I hope it goes well for him, man. Who, he really deserves it because he's uh, he's been a he's been a top lad. He? he never obviously he never made it to the top levels of, of professional football, but it'd be nice to see him uh, to climb the ladder in wrestling. Be quite cool to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, and as as we say, he's he's a massive personalities. Yeah, he gets it. You familiar it. with him? Yeah, he's, he's one of those people who would absolutely transition to the... You know, like, by all accounts, great.
0: he's a wrestler fan anyway, so he, he, like, he loves the business. He, like, he gets the business.
1: Hmm. Did you say he's been talking about Triple H as well, so... Yeah, so you never know. Potential there. Yeah. Uh,
0: right then, that's going to wrap up the AEW news. We'll have another quick break. We'll have a little bit of System of Down if you're on Jack's radio. Enjoy that. And we're we'll back in a few seconds to talk all about Dynamite and Rampage. Okay, and we're back... Right, dynamite! Wow, I mean, we did we we jokingly didn't we describe this week's dynamite as a huge cocaine energy?
1: Yeah, this this uh, this was like massive chaotic energy, wasn't
0: it? This was all over the place in in good and bad ways. I think, um, yeah. So uh, we started out with um, Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Fine match. They, they know what they're doing. These two, they've, they've done it enough times. So they? they know how to put a match together. Um, mm-hmm. Jay Lethal picks up the win in because there's a distraction by a man dressed as Sting
1: yeah which turned out to be Cole Carter in the crowd
0: yeah it was Cole Carter not confirmed whether or not that means Cole Carter has joined Jay Lethal and he's left the factory yeah but who knows he wasn't really doing anything the factory was either so it doesn't really matter Uh, but then Sting's music hits the actual Sting is coming Uh, all the Jay Lethal's crew sort of like position themselves on the ramp ready for, for him to make his way in but a wild slap nuts appears
1: yeah, Jeff Jarrett comes in the ring in his last outlaw outlawed get up that he wore when he, he hit our daddy with a chi- with a guitar. Um and he just destroys a guitar over Darby's head. Um there was like blood pooling underneath Darby's head. Yeah. As Jarrett was just like chatting shit about
0: it. <laughs> Broke a thousand guitars, never drew a dime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Jeff Jarrett's here and like as we as we discussed earlier, not only has he appeared in AW, he has also signed to the company in both an on camera and backstage role. Hey, I, I, I can't wait for him to be
1: entranced into My World again. Well, they played My World as well after put, um after put... at the end of the segments. Yeah. Oh Tony's definitely bought the fucking rights to My World. I
0: mean to be fair it wouldn't cost a lot, I don't think.
1: I reckon Jarrett owns them anyway. But you just get it free with like a bag of crisps or something. He's he's still got it from like Global Force Gold days. <laughs> um, oh get get your AW Golden now, mate. I tell you. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for AW to become a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got a Mox backstage promo just threatening to murder Lee Moriarty. Spoiler, uh, he does. Yeah. Uh and then we got another Elite promo um where they were getting kind of like wiped out and it was cool because they were basically like going, Oh, um the elite are the trios champions and then like they got wiped out and then it was like death triangle is the trios yeah so
0: you saw like you saw like a a computer screen, didn't you and it had like a folder with like video files in and one was like the elite win the trios champions and then the one of the needs was like death triangle win the trios champions Uh, and then it was like the elite getting deleted out of it again like yeah it was it was real cool
1: so what was what was very interesting about that as well was the video they put up um on the youtube saying it was something like our our death triangle trying to delete the elite from aw or something like that yeah um yeah so it seems seems to me that at full gear either death triangle are going to defend the trio's titles against someone and then the elite come back or they're going to defend them against the elite yeah and maybe someone else if only, there was
0: another, if only there was another returning trio to throw into the mix
1: hmm <laughs> we'll we might get to that later uh next more up more. then john moxie makes just a human sacrifice of lee moriarty yeah i have literally put in the notes john moxie sacrifices lee moriarty to the old gods um and after it, was match-
0: a, it was a fun match like right? moriarty got a few licks in but mox was just too
1: too good it, it was great i really enjoyed this uh mox was a lot more kind of technical on this match than he previously has been yeah involved.
0: he sort of he sort of met Moriarty in his court didn't he and like sort of wrestled his style
1: yeah yeah I, I enjoyed it a lot um yeah after the match uh Ethan Page who was on commentary comes down and attacks Moxley um kind of says I've it doesn't matter who wins I'm gonna win the uh the Eliminator tournament doesn't he and then yeah and then we move on from there um to Soraya Having a backstage interview, Renee, meant to be here, Brit and um, Renee. Yeah, Brit, and...
0: Brit didn't want to do it on on Soraya's time; she wanted to do it on her time. So she went. what well, she wasn't there.
1: Yeah, this was this was a uh, quite interesting because it, it was much,
0: it was much better promo work from Soraya. Yeah, but nothing happened. I, I like the well. I it, I like it was sort of just it just they're sort of setting up a full gear, aren't they? They're going to fight each other a full gear. Yeah. I like the line at the end where like Renee was like, "Have you been medically cleared to wrestle?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I've been cleared. there's Just one more doctor I need to ask."
1: I wonder not that's going to be.
0: Implying that it might well very well be Britt Baker, DMD. Mm. Uh Yeah. Next, then, um, if if you thought like Jeff Jarrett debuting wasn't enough for drug trip, it's time for the daddy ass birthday bash. So this was this was just wild. So the acclaimed come out, Daddy Ars is here. Um they have a plethora of gifts that like the crowd are just popping for everything in this segment. They yeah. finally announce the scissor foam. Foam fingers. scissor
1: hands. Yeah.
0: Because Billy's had to like, swerve like basically broke Billy's fingers last week. They put the foam scissor hands on Billy's like broken fingers.
1: So he can still scissor. I love I love Billy like trying as hard as to scissor him to scissor bones and he's just like oh my fingers
2: <laughs> um,
0: and they go into the crowd they get like they get a gift is like a giant like sign, scissor sign and like they're, they're parading that around this is just this is just the goofiest shit but in the best possible way
1: yeah like that's the thing though with the acclaims they're so popular that like they can literally do anything they want and like everything they do is a home run even when it's like like this where it was it was just silly nonsense but it was just hilariously fun Yeah, Um,
0: and then the final gift they announce that they have officially applied to adopt Billy Gunn as their father.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I've got no kids of my own." As Uh,
0: he's about as he's about to sign the adoption paper, uh, the guns come out. Yeah, those fucking ass boys. And the ass boys, they 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 object, and then it all just kicks off basically. Yeah. yeah, WRC comes out, FTR come out, make the save, and then there's that little moment of tension, isn't it, where they, they sort of pick up the tag belts and then hand them over to the acclaimed.
1: So, I actually, so there's there's two things they could do here. They they could either do like the rubber match of Swerve and our Glory versus the acclaimed, which seems like the well,
0: they booked up for full game, eh? So,
1: yeah, yeah, but they could they can always add to it. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say they might end up adding. FTR into the mix um, you do that there are chance of winning drasticers now e- even um, even say like FTR faces the winners at uh, uh, Death Before the zona, maybe yeah who knows
0: well I mean FTR are going to have to fight the Aspoys at some point aren't they because it's, it's getting real weird, real real between them
1: two yeah I reckon probably at full gear on the pre-show or something yeah
0: Right, next up then, we had a little Brit Baker backstage interview. She basically said, yeah, she wasn't going to do it on, on Soraya's time. She can do it on her time.
1: Yeah. Um, and she, she says as well, I'm not going to have Rene interview me. Who's in, I want someone who's impartial, like Tony Schiavone.
0: Yeah, like, like a good friend, Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And we got a regal backstage interview, which basically just like, yeah, MJF's fucked up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's called out. You know, he's
1: called down the lightning. No, he's going to deal with it. I've got to say, I really like the fact that they kept MJ off of TV this week to sell. Yeah. I thought that was a really smart move. Uh,
0: Next up then, we have the Ring of Honor World Championship Open Challenge. Chris Jericho defends against the returning Colt Cabana. Yeah. First two things. One, the pop was incredible for Colt. And two, Colt's face when he came out the the, the tunnel.
1: (laughs) It reminded me a bit of him when Edge comes out of the Rumble. Yeah. And that little look on his face, like, oh god, you like me. You really like <laughs> me. Um, and this
0: is and this is a really fun match. Uh Colt and Jericho work really well together. They, they've got like really good chemistry.
1: Yeah, there was that scary botch at the start, wasn't there, when um Colt went for like the Chicago skyline and Jericho just like kind of toppled over.
0: Like fell off the apron off the um post,
1: yeah. right Colt with him.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh we had a little Billy God's curse for the boys.
1: Yeah, and then when Jericho got out of it, uh, Colt like rebounded off the ropes of the Superman pin. Yeah. Which I like, was. Get involved. Um, that was lovely. Yeah. I'd love to see another match between these. So I thought they had really good chemistry.
0: Jericho won with a code breaker as well, which is something you don't see all of every day.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he, every time he went for the Judas effect, Colt ducked it, didn't he? Yeah. Or Colt, 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 Colt had very well scouted the Judas effect. It's, it's interesting that Colt's come back. I wonder, like there's uh, there's been like a lot of kind of conflicting reports as to whether Colt's return was like a one-off and he's going to be more heavily featured than ROH or if yeah. this is like...
0: This is like him coming back as as into the, the AW fold, honest Because I know before he was before he was sidelined for reasons we still don't understand if it's punk-related or not, he was doing a lot of producer uh, matches backstage, wasn't he? Which he's not done for a while. Since A-Steel he- turned up, funnily enough. I was, I was going to say it's definitely punk-related. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably CM Punk nepotism. Um, yeah. n- next up, then, we have the atlantic Championship match. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Luchasaurus. Really fun match. I mean, Luchasaurus did bits. Obviously, the, the majority of the focus was on Cassidy and Phoenix just doing mad shit. Um, at one point, Jungle Boy takes Luchasaurus out through um, like a sort of just like a dive on him, takes him through the stage, and sort of takes out yeah. the match. Uh, Phoenix and Cassidy just Jesus Christ, let them go forever.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent because that
0: was that was nuts. Uh, Pack wants Phoenix to use the hammer. Phoenix won't, and that costs him the match. Cassidy gets the orange punch and picks up the win,
1: and then Pack goes after Orange with the hammer and. Shabata comes out and just oh, his mere presence sends all of Death Angle
0: running for the hills. Pat, I've,
1: I've never seen Pat look so scared
0: as he did when she came out. <laughs> but then um, Orange gives Shabata the contract for the Atlantic Dream Match on Rampage.
1: Yeah, and um, that leads to. That much happening on Rampage.
0: Well, as as it was reported in the news, Shabazz when he when he agreed to appear in AW, he said there were two max he wanted. One was Orange Cassidy, and one was Brian Danielson.
1: Can can we just like add pack to that? Just like action <laughs> the boys. So yeah, so Shabata versus Orange Cassidy is on for Rampage. Being said, so, oh, you know what I, I, I'm I'm all for Brian Danielson being in an O's title match again because you know that's always nice. Yeah not um, we just have Shabata versus Danielson on full gear instead?
0: Yes, why not? Uh, right, next up, the surprise segment of the night. <laughs> I didn't know I wanted this until I saw it. So this was Swerve oh. backstage with Rick Ross. And Rick Ross... So first of all, Rick Ross was back... So uh, uh, They had a few celebrities at, uh, at ringside here. They had Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens. He actually interrupted the Jericho match when he arrived. He had a load of fans like start chanting his Mark. name. The Mox, Mox match, sorry. Yeah, Mox got really pissed off at it because people started chatting MVP because he was um, NFL MVP um, last year. Um, so he, he showed up early on. Um, then Jericho called, called him out, back, didn't he? The reason, Jer-
1: yeah, the reason why he was in seat was because he was taking a pitch with Jeff Jarrett backstage. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> the pitch came up Where, like, Jarrett's, like, on, like, his knees, like, cowering, and Lamar Jackson's holding a guitar over him. (laughs) So,
0: not only was Lamar Jackson at ringside, if you watch the Jericho match closely, uh, Rick Ross is also at ringside fucking marking out, like, throughout the whole match. Yeah. Uh, So, Rick Ross is now backstage with with Swerve, because, obviously, Swerve, he, he has musical friends. Rick Ross is one of them. And Jesus Christ, Rick Ross gets it, doesn't he?
1: Oh my god, he's fucking brilliant. He's just <laughs> hey, get Rick Ross as Swerve's manager. Yeah. So like, the whole, oh, the whole, oh, the, whole oh. the whole sort of
0: theme of the of the promo is um, Rick Ross and Swerve are trying to ch- enjoy themselves backstage, a little bit of champagne. Uh, Keith Lee is pissed off because he thinks Swerve is cheating all the time, <laughs> and Rick Ross is just like screaming in his face, like false accusations.
1: Accusations, false accusations.
0: Uh, Tony Schiavone turns up to sort of like try and sort of deal, you know, set, you know, restore some order. Rick Ross gives him a glass of champagne.
1: Well, the, whole, the the best part of it was Rick Ross was like, "Look, we're trying to keep it positive here, guys." Yeah. <laughs> it no was naps. naps. It was. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sure this is up on YouTube. Go and watch it. It was brilliant.
1: That's uh, so good. It's just it. He's fucking great. I I need more Rick Ross in, in AEW.
0: Uh, Going from that, was probably the 7th of the night, to no one's fault at all, probably the worst 7th of the night. Um, The TBS Championship match, Jay Cargill defeated Marina Shafia. They kind of ruined this by having Nyla and Vicky come out and just shout down the microphone while
1: it was happening. Yeah. Uh, To be fair, I'd actually say that the build-up to Jarrett Cummins was worse. Where it was like cold yeah, cards. At,
0: at least I had a payoff, though, and you can see why they did it. It was like a
2: spur,
1: yeah, the, wasn't yeah. it? Just again, moving the feud along till full gear. Yeah, we're getting Nyla. then Kira
0: Hogan tried to steal the belt off Nyla, and the cameraman just totally missed it at the end. And Nyla just made the... Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it was all a bit kind of all over the place. Uh, it was it was like a microcosm for the show. It was entertaining bits, but it was all like it was kind of just mad and a bit random. Um,
1: yeah. Following um,
0: on from that, we had possibly, uh, for my money, the best one of the best vignettes I've ever seen.
1: It was very good. It was fucking awesome. Um, so it was,
0: um, it was like Julia Black or Julia Blackheart. Even sorry, Julia Hart leading the House of Black. She was like leading the, wasn't she? Like down a path, and then all of a sudden they were all like in body bags, like Brody, Buddy, and Malachi. And she yeah, put, she it, put, she put, she put like a little,
1: she put like a little wooden like sort of. Twisted vine cross on each Mm -hmm. in each of them. So what was interesting about that was she put one on Malachi's head, one on Brody's heart, and one in Buddy's hand. Yeah, Um, there
0: was a lot of imagery in this, and then and then the way they sort of disposed the bodies. So like Brody got buried in the ground, Buddy got pushed out into the water, and Malachi got set on fire. Yeah, I can't wait. And then they all like at the end they all just sort of came back out to life. They all like sort of woke up.
1: Yeah, and they've they've got um. There was like an awesome
0: like narration over the top, like saying like you know everyone has to die so everyone can suffer and all this. And
1: there, there was yeah, there was a guy's voice and it wasn't Malachi. It sounded yeah. like someone famous. I can't think who it was now, but it was it was. I mean, again, it's all on YouTube. Just check it out. It was phenomenal. Yeah. It was so. It, so it, 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 it sounded like a very famous actor, and I was like, oh, no, that's really
0: cool. It had like it had like a. Sort of air of like, you know, like not like the Wicker Man, but like a, a really good, like European horror movie, like, sort of like really creepy, really
1: like sort of culty. Mm. You,
0: you said it was very like early, um, Wyatt family
1: vibes, which it was, yeah. And it, it, um, it was cool as well that like Julia kind of like shown up with more followers and, Jul- and,
0: Jul- and Julia's performance here proving that she can carry this faction, like, mm. like she has. Well- you know
1: one thing that was interesting about it to me with the whole like, showing up with the other followers was there was a, a massive fellow with a mask
2: mm.
1: now I don't know if that means there's gonna be a new member or whether it was just kind of like imagery but that the guy with the, the guy with the mask who was like kind of like in the center with Julia looked like he had a bit more of a prominent presence than yeah. like, the throwaway thing.
0: Also, shout out to Julia. Like, she's been, like, tweeting, like, out of character on Twitter for a few weeks saying, like, oh, I I used to, like, play the ukulele when I was a kid. I'll see if I can find some of the videos and stuff. And she put up a video, like, just before this video went up of her playing the ukulele. And there was, like, a massive jump scare at the end where she appeared in, like, full makeup. Oh, really? Yeah. Excellent. It was her. brilliant. It was so good. She's been doing such a like. I said it came out in a few weeks. ago, that like it was basically her idea to join the House of Black. And Malachi was almost like, right, you
1: need to show me your promos so I can see if you're good enough to do it. Basically, I, I like the fact that Malak like all of them have been mentoring her in different things, haven't they? Like, yeah, Malak has been given her like little projects to do and like like when she goes away and then come back and kind of like yeah show also.
0: Because She's a top top guy, Brody. Apparently, helped her out when she locked her keys. Nickel, he helped open the car for her, mm-hmm. Presumably, back just like also, ripping but... the door off with his bare hands.
1: Yeah, also, Brody and his wife, um, help make a new gear, yeah, and like mask. Um, and Buddy's just like kind of there for moral support, just, just to kind of like go, Oh, yeah, Well, she
0: said, Buddy's just like her older brother, basically, she's just always like looking out for her around the, around the um, around the pennies and stuff, and like
1: she's traveling. I mean, to be fair as well, Buddy's Buddy's like a great man for the business. Like, the guy's so fucking underappreciated. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah. So then we'll move on to the main event. uh, Not a lot to talk about because it was just a really solid match. A Ring of Honor TV Championship. Samoa Joe defeated the machine, Brian Cage. Uh, This is probably the best Brian Cage match I think I've ever seen.
1: He's had two banders now, hasn't he? He had Wardlow and then he had Joe. Yeah, but
0: this was phenomenal.
1: This was very good. Um, all you need,
0: apparently all you need to do is book Brian Cage and Hossfest and like it just works.
1: Yeah. Don't don't have him overthink stuff. Just have him like try and fucking you like powerhouse his way through it. Yeah. Um no, this this was fun. Uh, after the match, Gates of Agony attacked Joe after he retains. Um and then Powerhouse Hobbs attacks Wardlow and kind of stands heath- tall. Yeah, teaser like he ain't done with Wardlow.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Right then, moving on to Rampage really quick. Um, First of all, we had Orange Casty taking on Shibata. I mean, this match was just nuts, wasn't it? It it got got, got a lot of time. Yeah.
1: Um, My biggest critique of it was I thought Michael, Michael, I thought Mike Tyson on commentary kind of overshadowed it because there was stuff that like there, there was stuff like you could tell Excalibur was trying to get across like mm-hmm. there was the bit where um Shibata goes for an orange punch and then orange like blocks it and misses a PK it was like oh they've just gone for each other's finishes yeah and Mike Tyson was just like talk like rambling over everything um and you could tell he was enjoying the match.
0: Oh, he was into it. Like he wasn't falling asleep this time, which was nice. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, well, he,
1: he said he's a big fan of Shibata, didn't he? Yeah, but he wanted Orange to win. Yeah, um, so, but know. the match was fucking awesome. Um, Katsuyori Shibata is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. I mean,
0: because of what happened to him, it feels like everything we get now is like a treat, like a bonus.
1: Yeah, like his, his match at Wrestle Kingdom earlier in the year against Ren. You know, Ren Narita was fantastic. Is that the one where
0: they promised management they would only do grappling and then just start straight hitting each other? That,
1: that the one where he said, um, oh yeah, it's going to just be an exi- a five-minute exhibition match. And then Narita got out to the ring and Shibata pulled rank and went, actually, it's going to be a proper match. Yeah. And funnily enough, New Japan haven't booked them at all since. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean... He, he didn't do anything too kind of like risky, did he? No. Um, no head button, thank God. Uh yeah, it was, he, it was
0: great. It was really fun. Um you could tell Orange yeah. Cast was having that time of his life as well.
1: Yeah. Um and Shibata vs. Danielson's gonna be so good.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up then we had a little couple of interviews, Tony Storm and Blackboard Combat Club. Just yeah, just yeah. setting them, I guess moving moving all the pieces together towards the 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 well, matches for here.
1: Yeah, so to- Tony basically was saying like Brit's manipulating
0: Jamie Hater. Yeah, I like how they're drawing on like their pre- their friendship over over lockdown as well. And Tony Storm was based in England, and like she lived with Jamie Hater. They were roommates, and uh, they were really good friends. And then she's saying like mm-hmm. since Jamie came back to AW, Brit's been like sort of controlling her, sort of you know making her do her bidding, and now she doesn't yeah. recognize her as the person she was anymore. Yeah, it's it's it just puts a little bit of- a little bit of flavor into the feud, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and Blackpool Bull Combat Club was just basically Claudio and Danielson both calling out Jericho for the ring of honor title. Yeah. Um,
2: which
0: we get to we'll get to that in a second. Before that, we have uh, Britt Baker and Jimmy Hater defeating Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Match was fine. Um probably the one of the better matches Madison Rain's had. Um mm, better showing Jim, she's had in uh, AW. So uh, Sky Blue continues to look good. And Jimmy Hater, yes, please, just all of the matches.
1: Yeah, I have a rainmaker, everybody, all the time. Yeah. Um, and give her all of the women's belts. Yes. Yeah, we got a uh, Jericho and Sammy backstage interview next. Uh Jericho basically was like, Oh yeah, I'll I'll wrestle both you, but if I'm gonna wrestle you two, uh, I'm gonna make sure I've got a guy in my corner on my side as well, so to speak. Um, and announces a fatal four-way between him, him, Sammy, um Claudio and Danielson for the ROH title. Uh, and what was interesting is Jericho goes, make sure Sammy does the right thing, and Sammy looks kind of like, what? Yeah, uh, I think
0: Sammy's winning that.
1: I think there's going to be a bit of a tease of dissension between Sammy and Jericho. I don't yeah. think. He- I think Jericho retains. I think maybe too- maybe
0: a bit like the the Jamie and Britt thing they did a couple of weeks back when Britt pulled Jamie out the ring
1: to stop the pin. Yeah, I think so. I think
0: Jericho's going to pull rank and break up a pin on Sammy.
1: Yeah, and then probably just Judas this affect them. Um, yeah, we uh, then got um, the return of Stroke Daddy. Oh, just weapons grade drip. It's back. Oh, I missed them so much. Um, yeah, he basically come out and he put himself in the World Title Eliminator tournaments. Yeah, which feels huge.
0: Oh, It's important to note as well, uh, he didn't mention it in the in the thing, he sort of hinted at it a little bit, but his, he's been away for a few weeks and that was a non-wrestling related, it wasn't that he wasn't getting booked, he, he actually physically couldn't be at the shows
1: for whatever yeah. reason. So there was a yeah, reason for him not being there. He took some t- time to deal with some personal stuff, um, Yeah. But now he's back and it's, everyone's on notice. Yeah, I, I think he's going to win it. I mean, it's or Page, I think, isn't it? I think the finals, him and Eastern Page. Um, we then get quick, quick Sammy Guevara backstage interview challenges Brian Danielson to two out of three falls match on uh, Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, and he he also kind of like alludes to the fact that he's gonna try and win the ROH title. Oh well. yeah,
0: he, he wants to both. Yeah. Then we get the World Title Tournament bracket reveal. Uh, the, the the match that I immediately was drawn to there was Rush and
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> and what else we got? We got is it Danze Martin and Ethan Page or is it Danze Martin and Eddie Kingston?
0: Danze Martin, Eddie Kingston. Ethan Page versus someone.
1: Or oh, is it I know I know it's it's on Discord. Let me just grab it there quick. Talk amongst yourself class. Uh, at least it's not that far away. Um so we have got Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page, which is on Dynamite this week. And then the entirety of Rampage on Friday is other matches. Yeah. So got Bandido versus Rouge, Ricky Starks versus Lance Archer, which is a match I never knew I wanted. And uh, Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. Should be fun because Brian Cage is going to try and throw Dante Martin to the sun. And Dante doesn't follow the laws of gravity. So he may actually get there. of it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can see I can certainly see Ricky Starks winning on that side. But like I say, it's
0: Ethan Page and Ricky are on opposite sides, so they can meet in the middle uh, which which would be interesting.
1: Mm. Yeah. i forward to that. Uh, and in the main event, we get Warjo defeating Gates of Agony. Um, Prince Nana in the main event on Rampage. you you love to see it. Again? Yeah. It's a couple of weeks. He's done this now. Yep. Uh, and a, a really fun match. Gates of Agony looked really, really good in this. Gates of Agony are awesome. Like they're so good. I'm glad they're starting to kind of get a bit more exposure and in like ROH and AW. Um, yeah, I love how just hot, tastic. The two main events this week were in AW. Like just big lads yeah. just smacking each other and like, yeah, give me more of that. Yeah. Um, after the match as well, um, this was interesting. So Powerhouse Hobbs comes out and he challenges Walker to a match of full gear. Does he? Yeah, I think. And Wardlow kind of barges past Joe and Joe looked fucking angry. Yeah. Joe looked pissed. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe turns on Wardlow after full gear. Well, and him gives Hobbs the win, maybe. Nah, no. after Full Gear, Hobbs has beaten Wardlow clean as a fucking whistle, mate.
2: The
1: <laughs> prophecy will come true. I'm excited to see it.
0: Uh, right then, we're going to take our final break of the podcast. If you're on Jack's radio, you can have a little bit of some Libertines and some White Stripes. Uh, and then we're back to talk rest of the world. We are back. Right, just a little final quick wrap-up. We've got about 10 minutes left. So we're going to rattle through some rest of the world news. Oh, do get- this. We're going to run down a few bits and bobs. We're going to promote some stuff. It's a little little board of, of wrestling trivia for you. Well, so first...
1: Happen around the world, doesn't it? There is, yeah.
0: There's been and there's a lot of cool stuff as well. So first and foremost, the sort of the big news of the week, really, uh, especially if you're a fan of indie wrestling, uh, is GCW announced that they are going to be part of the Fight Plus streaming service. Uh, which that what that means is it's a monthly fee. To, to join it's separate to aw plus so it is on top of what you pay for aw sadly however if you pay 4.99 a month you do get that's dollars you do get every gcw show live and archived
1: including and all black the pre- label pros well.
0: yeah including all the previous ones and other promotions as well including
1: black label pro uh, so that's well, that's a, so there's, there's a lot of boxing and mma on there as
0: well isn't like, think. well isn't nwa on there as well
1: uh i think they've got a separate one
0: all right, I'm sure that might be on there. Um, well, double check that, just Google it again, it'll, it'll, it'll tell you. Um, but well, uh,
1: actually, they, they did have an offer as well. I don't know how long it's for. Where if you pay uh, for a year up front, you get two months free extra.
0: All right, and you do get a seven day free trial as well when you join up.
1: Yeah, you get 14 months for the price of a year,
0: but it's, I mean, just even on face value, if it's just GCW. And you watch every GCW show. That's a massive saving because they do like they do a show every oh, week, pretty yeah. much, don't they?
1: Yeah, like to think that I I split the cost of the collective this year between me and Faye, and it was one hundred
0: and sixty quid, or something. One hundred and fifty. It was quid. like
1: sixty-five quid each yeah. Yeah, it was one hundred and thirty quid, sixty-five each. So. Yeah, which is all of that 4 a month.
0: And this starts, this yeah. so the first show on this service, is this weekend, it's the Nick Cage Invitational. So it's a big one to start with as well. Yeah. Bro, go see your yeah. boy, Big Fucking Joe, doing Lord's work.
1: Doing a win. Um, Also as well, in the, um, the GCW, they've announced there for, I think it's that weekend, uh, Nick Cage Co- defending his title against Cole Rodrick. So, oh. yes, please. Raddy Daddy's going to die. Already, daddy's He's going to fuck up Nick Gage. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got a friend of the podcast, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis, has revealed on his, on his Instagram and a now-deleted post that he has handed his notice into the NWA and will be leaving in January 2023. NWA have since suspended Nick Aldis and removed them from future dates. Uh We sat down and did a, a really good interview with Nick um yeah i was gonna say if you if you want if you,
0: you want to get we did obviously this news didn't break in that interview but if you want to get a sort of idea of like who nick Aldis is as a person what he's all about the interviews he went into loads of detail with him he talked about everything his whole career it's a really good way to sort of explore his side of the story
1: weirdly he kind of alluded to the fact that he was going to do this as well to us which we we dropped it on the sunday afternoon and on the sunday night he made the statement so uh yeah, it's, it's and
0: he it's is weird. he's going uh, he is uh, at this moment in time as we record this he is going off on Twitter as well. So um,
1: going off on Twitter.
0: So um, Pythor had a, a a quote from Billy Corgan which said there are great women's wrestlers, but can they wrestle endway style and carry a paper? Basically, Billy Corgan said they're not doing another empower. Um, uh, Nick Aldus co- quotes with that and said, if some of you are wondering whether stuff like this factored into my decision to give notice, you would be
1: correct yeah well i mean obviously mickey james Nick's wife uh was the person who promoted the empower shows so yeah that that in itself plays a big part uh yeah do do go check that out uh we had a really cool interview with Nick spoke for about two hours um he's a he's a very eloquent man he and he, he speaks very well very- he spe- and he's and he speaks very uh he, he, he doesn't hold back does he he doesn't uh He's very, very honest, very eloquent, and an extremely interesting man. And pretty much as soon as the interview finished, I said to him like, "If you want to do round two, I'm definitely game." <laughs> I felt, I felt like we'd barely scratched the surface talking to him, even though we'd been speaking for two hours. So we'll probably try and get him back on the podcast again at some point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And right, um, then follow on from yeah, that, well, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming New Japan world tag league and super junior tag league jay do you want to uh, give us the good news for this
1: yeah so they announced the two lineups for the tournaments uh first the world tag league that is going to begin on the 21st of november and conclude the 4th of december the winning team will get a shot at ftr for the iwgp world tag team championships at wrestle kingdom so the teams involved the bishamon the team of faroki goto and Yoshihashi. uh they won it last year uh House of Torture, the team of Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. They were in the finals last year. Um, LIJ, uh, Tetsuya Naito and Sonada, the previous IWGP tag team champions, and Sanada has won the World Tag League twice. Uh, the United Empire's Aaron Hanere and Great O'Khan. Um, Bebop tag team, uh, the team of Toru Yanu and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, Aussie Open. My my favourite. Possibly the best tag team in the world right now. Yeah. Um Suzuki Goon, they're represented represented by Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki. Um Bullet Clubs, Bad Luck Farlane, Chase Owens, the Mighty Don't Kneel, the team of Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols, and Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coughlin. Um so yeah, anyone out of that stand out to you that you think might win it? I mean, it's
0: hard to look past. Aussie Open, really, isn't it? The year they're having, they're, they're, they're riding high.
1: I feel like if it's not Aussie Open, it'll probably be Suzuki Goon. Mm. But it, it could be anyone on that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: they are all legit tag teams and House of Torture.
1: So, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, either way, we're in for a treat. Uh, and then, secondly, the uh, New Japan Super Junior Tag League. Uh, this will take begin on the 21st of November and conclude on the 14th of December. Um, the winning team will challenge the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, which are current championship of for them, which are currently held by Catch 2-2, who are also in the tournament. If they win, they just get to pick their opponents. So the team of Catch Tutu, uh the United Empire's Francesco, Akira and TJP uh, Chaos, which I feel like is a massive. Um, Massive missed opportunity not calling them Leo Rush because Leo Rush and Yo. Um, uh, L.I.J. Bushi and new L.I.J. member Titan. Uh, Bullet Clubs Ace Austin and Chris Bay. That's an exciting team. Uh, Flying Tiger, the team of Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask. House of Torches, Dick Togo and Sho. Um, Wild Hips, the team of Raisuke Taguchi and Clark Connors. Suzuki Goon Duki and Yoshinobu Kanamaru. Kevin Knight and Kashida, and the one I'm most excited about just because a random team L Lindemann and Alex Zane. Oh. Anyone for their pick that you'd say you think might win it?
0: Well, I mean that's
1: I couldn't I couldn't call that to be fair. I think possibly Flying Tiger or maybe LIJ. Mm, LIJ is always a shout isn't it yeah. I, I think because T-Town's like just joined LIJ and like when when they had Shingo just join Lij, they basically had them like go on a big old tour of murdering people. Yeah, I feel like they might do a, a similar thing with Titan, but yeah, I'm look. I'm looking forward to that. I think it should be very good.
0: Yeah, I love a tag. I love a tag team tournament. It's, always a, it's yeah. always
1: a good time, isn't it? You know what else will be good? What's it it's that cold thing. day in hell? With the twenty year tag wars. Tornado Tag Wars, where they still haven't announced all of the teams yet. I don't think I think there's one more to be announced. Yeah, but the ones they have announced, Jesus Christ. But the ones they have announced, Jesus Christ. So we've got the Kings of the North, um, Corvin and Bonesaw, two murder daddies, um, former TNT Tag Team Champions. They, as want, well. they want them belts back. They want those fucking belts back. Um, they've announced Sunshine Machine, which, you know, the greatest team, TK Mambo, Sunshine Machine. Yeah, um, one of my one of my absolute favorite tag teams in all of the wrestling. Um, now, I
0: want to talk about Greedy Souls.
1: Oh, cool! The I team of Danny, you. the team
0: of Danny Jones and my new favorite wrestler, Bronco Brendan with
1: Bronco's so good, isn't he? Yep. I, 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 at Extreme Fields, I spent I spent like about ten minutes just talking to him about like wrestling memorabilia because we were looking at like loads of action figures. Oh, nice. I, 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 I didn't realize who I was talking to because I was like looking at them and he was like just talking like to me. and I looked up and it was Bronco. I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this is cool." Um, yeah, really cool guy. Um, and then the other team that got announced the other day is the newly formed Temple of Malum, the team of Rob Drake and Isaac North, who yep. made a big Isaac- splash.
0: They made a big debut at uh, Extreme Fields. Isaac Knort's awesome. I love he's Isaac like, Nort. He's like what he's like, he's basically what if Malachi Black, but from like from the north of England.
1: And like legit like six seven. Yeah. <laughs> what if Malachi Black was a giant? Um, yeah. And then there's I believe there is another team to be announced, which they haven't said yet. So keep but eyes like, on the social medias for that. Yeah, I, I think they're either gonna be a surprise entrant or they're gonna be like just announcing it like this week. Uh, also that weekend, uh, we've got to give ourselves a little plug. We are going to be interviewing Effie um, at Coyote Ugly on the 30th of November. Uh Wednesday night. Available- it's a Wednesday night. Tickets are available on Ringside World. They are £10. Um, and for that, you get to see your boys interview Effie. Um, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, uh, we're going to find out just what Daddy likes. Oh, we're gonna find out what Daddy likes and how he likes it. Um yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to this. We just to kind of pull it, peel the curtain back, we tried to arrange an interview with Effie during the GCW weekend and didn't like come to fruition. Because um, he was out till four in the morning every night. Yeah. And we, we were the thing was as well, we were like every day, like we'll we'll sort this out. And we but like, both sides really wanted to do, do it. Now we're actually getting to do it. Um
0: but and in front of an audience as well, like as an actual event, which is and pretty in front awesome. of an
1: audience, which I'm fucking terrified of. I'm <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I'm I'm scared shitless of it, but I we'll be fine. Yeah, it'll uh, be fun. Yeah. Um we're probably going to be putting the Discord question thing up this week as well. Yes, yeah, if, if you if you want maybe to ask, even later if I can remember yeah,
0: it. If, if to do If you want to ask Daddy some questions, get onto the Discord, onto rest pod. Um We'll be able to put your questions directly to Effie. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, look forward um, to that.
1: And we might have something cool in regards to that to reveal after the event as well. So keep an eye on our social medias. Wonderful.
0: Uh, right then, I think that's going to wrap us up, Jay. Uh, that was a whole that lot of rest.
1: Yeah, man. So yeah.
0: Well, I don't know what's going to happen next week because we're both away for most of this week. So we'll try and cobble something together. But there will be, there will be something of it happening. So do keep a, do pop back here next week to, to check us out.
1: I'll, I'll probably try and watch everything. I'll just might have, have to record later. Fair.
0: No problem. Uh, sweet. Yeah, so as always, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Thank you very much for listening. Thank we appreciate you, very you all. Much. Yeah, We'll uh, we'll see you all very soon. As always, take care. Enjoy your wrestling. And yeah, we'll see you again. ta
1: Bye. Hello, yes,
0: Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Hausen. <laughs>